0: Conversations with H, we have another incredible, incredible guest with us today. Award nominated US national recording artist, songwriter, actress, writer, comedian. If you haven't seen the Take Me To Burger King parody on the YouTube, make sure you go check that out right now. She's also an author, her latest release, which is Be Greater, is available on Amazon. Make sure you go check that out as well. She's a radio host, the first African-American the first woman to host Radio One's Nationally Syndicated The Nightly Spirit, which she has hosted since 2015. She's a mother, a grandmother, and soon to be married. I introduce you and I present the amazing, the incredible, Miss Darlene McCoy. How are you doing today?
1: Wow man, I think I need to get you a get a butt, uh, a H button so I can have you everywhere. <laughs> Uh, I'll just be like, oh, could you send your bio? No, I have a H
0: button. Don't <laughs> <laughs> <No>, thank you. <laughs> uh, listen, the thing is, you do so much as well. So I tried to encapsulate it in the, in, in the small introduction that I gave you, but it's, it's, it doesn't do you justice. We have to be honest. It doesn't. It doesn't. Wow. But for those who don't know who Darlene McCoy is, who is in your own words, Darlene McQuay.
1: Um, I, you know, when I have when I answer those questions, I kind of feel like I have to, um, to 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 just say I am just one of those people that God gave to aggravate everybody with, <laughs> <laughs> you just not comply with everything that everybody wants you to do. That's always going to bring something else to the table other than what you know is expected of you. And- <laughs> What not? So I, like I think it. I might be the um the aggregation in the in the kingdom <laughs> <laughs> aggregator, the one that agitates, the one that challenges everybody's belief system and their thoughts. Like not that. really. I'm actually that um I'm you know national recording artist um mm. you know and I say that and it just seems like everything that I have ever done publicly is always like it's it's the other. You know you have. A, B, C, D, or other, mm. you know what I mean? And I've yeah. always kind of been other. Um, so, you know, when I came out with my with my record back in 2007,
0: mm.
1: of course I would sign with a gospel label. But, I mean, it was gospel music, mm. you know? And, uh, but then once I turned in the record, there's like, this isn't gospel. This is, this is R&B. We need to put you over into the R&B. And I'm like, but I'm not singing about anybody but God. What are you <laughs> talking about? you mean so you know um i went over to the r and b charts and started going up the r and b charts um and then you know radio this opportunity with radio came along and um you know i did not want to do it simple and play they they came to me and they you know the um, he, who is now the vice president of operations for the inspirational portion of radio one. Um, his name is Derek Harper. I was at a Southwest music festival and I was singing R uh, for an R and B crowd. Mm-hmm. Me and my band, we were performing. He said, you have a, you have a personality that I think you should possibly consider radio. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean radio? so play my songs and uh but basically (laughs) you
0: know
1: know, he he was considering for the gospel station Mm. and um you know me and canton jones Mm. had a show called Judah Jams on Saturdays. Didn't take a whole lot of my time to just go and voice track for an Mm. hour on Saturdays. We started that, then the midday position in Atlanta, Georgia came open and they were like, we want you to apply for it. Mm. I'm like, oh, not interested, Um, can't do it. And so they, I was like, but I can sit here until you guys, you know, find somebody, you know you want to interview your your people. I can fill in the blank. Mm. They interviewed all of these people. And they came back and said, we really want you to stay. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a whole, not, I'm a recording artist. I got, you mean come in here every single day and work? Oh my God, that's what? <laughs> but I did, God did something great. Mm. Um, and, you know, just as I said, um, I had to, to ask God, now why would you put me on a gospel station? Mm when even the label says, the I'm not really for this. They think that I'm R&B and I'm not R&B. Everything that comes out of me is about Christ, is about God, is about my life in Christ. And, but I think that the vision was, you know, we we are looking for that so that we could change the narrative of what of what people see gospel as. Mm-hmm. So um, So I came and I stayed and then I was just about ready to leave. And then the national syndication came available. I had no clue that they were even considering me for that national position. Um, So I was just like, well, I guess it's time for me to pack up and move to LA. I've uh, done all I can do here in Atlanta, you know? Um, But they really chose me (laughs) to do that. I couldn't believe it. (laughs) i was like, what? So now we have the national syndication. I've been on since 2015, going on um, 11 years now. Well, no, it's going on 12 years. I mean, I'm sorry, I can't count. Six years. Going on six years. I doubled myself. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) So, (laughs) but yeah, but it's going on six years now, and I'm I'm just giving God praise for trusting me to um, to do this, to do this, and to just and then allowing me to be authentically who I am mm. with this. Um, you know, I, I've, I've always been one that does. I don't really conform with what's expected of industry mm. um, because I, I really feel like God sent me as as I am. And I, re, I really want everything that I do to, do, to be an authentic offering mm. and not something that I have to fix myself to become. Mm. You feel me? Yeah, I, I I don't want to fix myself to do the right, say what the, I think the people want to hear. You don't or, want to be put yourself in a box. I can't, you mm. know. I mean, God isn't in a box. Why well, I'm his mm. child? Why should I be? You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's I'm I'm just kind of that type of person.
0: Uh, so, period. So let's go back. So younger Darlene, what is she like compared to Darlene now? The same chick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, I have been. And yeah, I mean, my, um, it's really funny that a lot of, of my, even my high school friends, my mm. friends that I grew up with is like, this is the same Darlene that you guys have seen. Y'all just don't know. She's just a bigger her. She's just <laughs> older and a more mature, odd girl. <laughs> You know what i'm saying yeah i was always um you know very i i, I have to say I, I had a sassy mouth okay i was, it was like oh wow i had a big mouth now i'm on radio <laughs> got a big mouth with a big it, microphone
0: it just makes sense <laughs>
1: <laughs> no but um i've always been one to ask the questions you know even as a kid in mm. school that you know every everyone else probably didn't think about i always ha- had a different perspective on things mm-hmm. um even as a child. My my parents and my brother used to be like, why would you say something like that? I'm, like, I'm just asking. I'm just <laughs> Just curious.
0: Just, just curious. curious.
1: Yeah. You know? So um, you know, I was always very inquisitive. Mm. Um, and you know, if you tell me this, well, what if this happens? And mm. if you tell me that, well, what if that happens? Is that still the case? And I used to be that that kid. So.
0: And that's interesting. Cause I to
1: love to sing. I used to love to sing. Love mm. people. Talk all the time. That was
0: me. So in terms of church, if that was your thought process, in terms of you'd ask questions and you'd you'd wonder about this, this, and that. How did you kind of? How was mm. church? Oh, that's a good question. See, see, we right here. See?
1: <laughs> I had plenty of questions in church, mm. um, and and my thing was, I was like, okay, I have to go to church. Mm-hmm. because I have to go this is our this is the, what the family does I don't know anything else to church. yeah but I don't like it what mm. the only thing I liked about church is singing mm. um however I love to learn what the past if the pastor was the kind of pastor that would tell the good stories and be and, and if he was illustrative and animated mm. then I would like his preaching
0: yeah because yeah, you just because
1: I'm just I'm listening
0: yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah.
1: I'm totally listening, and then I'm and, and I'm trying to see what makes sense and what doesn't,
0: mm.
1: and then I'll say something that don't make sense. I don't believe it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm there. With you. Like, yeah, yeah. As yeah. a
1: kid, I yeah, was yeah. like and I'll never forget. I think I was about 13 years old, and um, my grandmother passed away. Mm. She lived next door to me, and she was like I was like her her first granddaughter. Mm. She was like my best friend. And I never forget, you know, that we had the funeral, the repast, and everything, and all the family was over. And I went and I sat outside on her rocking chair, and I just started crying. Mm. My brother said, "Are you okay?" I said, "Yeah, I'm just i'm i'm concerned about her soul." Mm. And he said, "Why?" I said, "Because the pastor says if you say a curse word, mm. you're going to hell." And I heard her say when she got mad, it, mm. my uncle, I heard her say a curse word. And if if God sent my wonderful grandmother to hell because of that, I don't like him. Mm. And that was my position as a kid. Wow. You like you better not be I sent my grandmother to hell for her. because I mm. and, and then I was like, I don't know. They weren't teaching me. Mm. They were teaching if you sin, you go to hell. And it's like, so why would he do that? Like, I would ask all of like, I'm like, so I'm going to go anyway. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what, how, What? you know, so as a kid, that was my perspective, but I loved music. My mother mm. would always make me sing. And then even if I didn't want to sing, I was just like, all right, I'll sing, you know, but <laughs> it ended up being around the age of 16, yeah. and 17, when commissioned.
0: Okay. When oh.
1: came out, yeah. my my brother had gone away. He was in the Air Force, and I used to call his um. to I used to call his house because I'm the I'm the little sister. Yeah, yeah. and I know, you know I'm I just want to know what he's doing. I'm the like, you? you know what are you doing today? You know, and he's like, oh my God, my little sister's always. <laughs> so I would just call him, and he had this song from Commission that was on his outgoing message. Mm. So then I would only call to listen to that.
0: What was the
1: song? Right. Um, success has deceived the world today. Mm. Only what you do for Christ will last. Yeah. Right. So he used to, to have that. And I would be like, that sounds good. I like that. Right. Mm. So then I would call, and my brother would be like, hey, you, you called. I was like, I really didn't want you to answer. I wanted to listen. To you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who is that singing? And he's like, that's commissioned.
0: Mm.
1: And I was like, who's that? He's like, no, you need to go get the record. You'll love it. So I went to get a, my little cassette tape and I got commissioned and I started listening to their songs and the way they presented the gospel was different than what I was getting in church. Mm. It was more, I, it was more, I could, I could receive that.
0: Yeah,
1: I could receive every lyric, I could receive, and then I started to develop my relationship with God. Mm. I I started to ask God questions about, you know, because my brother was so gung-ho about this, uh, Fred Hammond's running back to you. And I'm just like, Oh, wow. This is, you know, all of that stuff. And I would just be like, so I would listen intently until Mm. I think that I was being awakened. And I, I think I started being it started my relationship through that at yeah. that time, right? Um, because you know, in my mother's house, you don't play no R and music. You don't do that. Mm-mm. So the whiners and commission kind of sounded R and B, and I had to explain to her, "No, this is not that."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know?
1: <laughs> No, it's not the same thing. But this, I like it. So by that time, you know, I was a country girl, so I used to drive. I had a car and all this stuff. I just get in my car and just drive. Just put the
0: yeah, put the cassette in and just
1: and just listen. And then I I started talking to God. Mm. That's when I started talking to God. But I didn't necessarily get saved yet. You know what I mean? But then my brother came home from from the Air Force and spent a weekend during Christmas holidays and he and his friends got together, had a Bible study. We was real saved. Okay. they had a Bible study. I went, I, I, I gave my life to the Lord and um, started speaking in tongues and everything. It was mm. just different. And my life has been, it hasn't been the same since. So. You know,
0: you know what's crazy about what you're talking about and absolutely amazing is that the music that you do, the, the classes R and B and those types of things, it was that initially that influenced you to then develop a better relationship with Christ, but then also pushed you into what you do.
1: You're exactly right. And, you know, it wasn't until recently that I put two and two together like that. Mm. It wasn't until recently um, that I was like, okay, so this is why I feel like I feel a lot more responsible with my lyrical content.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: I really feel like I have to be honest with what I'm saying and it has to come from my heart. I don't want to repeat something someone else has already said cuz that's not what I would say. Mm. Um, I know that I have a relationship with God and I just want to see like you know what how this would sound with music. Mm. Honestly, could my authenticity, my honesty be placed on music that I like? You know what I mean? And I just sing it.
0: So where does the transition into you then becoming a praise and worship leader? Because if you are saying that, you know, when you started listening to Commission and you were taking in the songs and and, and the lyrical content, how mm-hmm. does that um, move then happen into you becoming a praise and worship leader?
1: Well, the thing of it is, um, I was at church and I, I served mm. my church and that's, that's part of it. And um, I, as a worshiper, mm. have. Have even been the type of person that um, I don't even really want to sing the same songs you guys sing. Mm. I had got one. I I used to lead worship at a major church, New Birth. Yeah, Eddie Long was here, major church, mm. Um, and I used to lead worship and and whatnot. But then they had this inner city church that was right in the Bluff. It was yeah. like in Atlanta, the Bluff, Vine City is the worst part of Atlanta. It's where you have everybody, you got winos everywhere, you got prostitutes, you got drug dealers. You, it's the bluff, it's the hood. Mm. So the start of the church in the inner city, and instead of me being at the, the big church that's all over TV, I would rather go to the inner city. So I was always the odd one. So um, I really, really, well, I was the minister of music there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: over praise and worship. And instead of me just listening to songs on the radio and think of it was popular what we would do was get together on the Saturday before church and pray and and intercede Mm. and go before God and the songs would come. So we would make up songs, but then we were conditioned to, if God had something else for that Sunday, we were conditioned to know how to flow with one another Yes, and worship. So that's the way I used to be a praise and worship leader. And so I, I never heard you know, and then it even when I would I would lead worship at the the church, I would sing it. You know,
0: but you wouldn't sing.
1: But I wouldn't sing it mm. like they would. You know what I mean? I would always put some kind of a little flair to it or say something else in it. Yeah, eh, because I always wanted to offer God my honest self. Here's where I am right now because I think God can handle it. Mm. And then in my mind, I would feel like, don't you get bored hearing you don't heard this song? <laughs> You just want to hear me singing, and I'm singing to you. So, <laughs> How many times are you hearing this today? <laughs> so, like, but that's always been, like, my relationship, my attitude, because I really had a relationship with God. It wasn't mm. just about being saved. It was just, okay. So, I don't know, like, I, I I never forget. There was one song, Power Belongs to God. Mm. I put a jazz vibe on that song. Oh my goodness. And it was, it was not for, it It became a solo, mm. a jazz solo. And the way God would just move in that moment. Like I was always, but see, everybody's in church and then they was like, oh God, here come this crazy girl. What's she getting ready to do now? Plus it's not something everybody was used to. Yep. You know? and And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just sing soprano. <laughs> Y'all yeah, do it. Get it? I'll
0: do this over here. I know yeah. I'm odd. Well, are you seeing the pattern? I'm seeing a, a massive pattern from commissioned and the Wainans when they first came out. Mm-hmm. People were like they ain't like the the normal gospel and da-da-da-da-da that oh. we listen to. And then you then go back into you take that go into church, try and bring your Darlene flavor to what's happening. Right? Well, the
1: big church was like, yeah, but the smaller church was like,
0: yes, that's how
1: we do it here. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget one time I came to church and I asked our pastor if we could take the speakers, leave the doors open and sit them outside while we do praise and worship. Mm. So we started doing that. And then there was a woman that came into the church. She says, I had to get to this church because we keep hearing this music. We just keep hearing this voice. She said, one time I got up and I was like, I'm just going to sit here and listen to it. And I went in the kitchen, and she said it was like my glasses and the, the cupboard were shattering. I'm like, Lord, help me. We gotta go over there. We gotta get to that church. So, but that that actually helped me develop my mindset mm. that it really wasn't about the people that come to church in that box. Mm. God really wants, as we're traveling to go to church, He really wants the people you're passing on the highway. Yeah,
0: totally. to have.
1: He really wants those people that will never step in that box to know who he is because he's bigger than the box. He's faithful to the box. Mm-hmm. But he's bigger than the box. Yeah.
0: You know? And yeah. the thing the thing is as well, what, you, what you're saying is, the people that are in the box will continue most likely to come back to the box. Right. But it's those people who are outside who you might only get one or two chances with where, where you are at with what you yeah. do to speak to them
1: yeah you're exactly right and and how like and what and what capacity would you speak to them like mm. after church when you're on your way home what do you do? You just kind of wave mm. what's that do you know what I mean um how and that has always been my challenge how do I get God to the people mm. how do I as a person and and it will humble you it'll humble you to help you to understand. What it means that your steps are ordered, mm-hmm. what it means that I know I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Mm-hmm. It, it helps you to understand that God is in total control of your entire life if you submit yourself to Him. And it, it helps you to understand I don't have to advertise God, mm-hmm. I just have to be authentically transparent so He can shine through me. He can advertise Himself he said if i will be lifted up from the earth i will draw all men unto me i'm not a soul chaser i'm a god Mm. see what i'm saying i'm i'm a being and god he knows how to be he knows how attractive he is Mm. and this is why he knows that what he has will draw a soul to himself Mm. i don't have that science i don't have that math the only thing i have is if he's lifted he'll draw (laughs) <laughs> you know i believe that's a principle that we miss you know we do a lot of work and we do a lot of things trying to go and be soul winners and let me go after this soul and that soul and god is like they're mine how about know who you are and so that you could be transparent enough
0: mm, that's let it you that's it
1: let me be just be transparent don't you know, I I, I'm, I remember they were trying to ordain me as a minister. I was like, for what? Like. <laughs> <laughs> hey y'all, I was such a, I, my brain is so different, <laughs> and I'm sorry. Like, and the past, uh, <laughs> like, so what does that mean? Like everywhere I go, people are gonna be saying, Minister Darlene. And he was like, I mean, yeah, I'm like, I don't want that. I'm just darling. I'm like, do I have to preach? I don't have to preach. I'm cool. I don't want no. Can I just be what I've been Mm. and keep growing? He's like, well, you're gonna need, you know, the paperwork. And I was just like, for who? (laughs) But it was just so it was, as I said, there's A, B, C, D, and then there's other. I'm other. <laughs> I am
0: other, so yeah. well you're equally as needed as A, B, C, D, and E, essentially. Amen. So Amen. one thing I do want to get onto is how I essentially found you, which was from your music. So when does that moment come when you're recognised? You know, this is Darlene. We're going to sign her to EMI. You know, gospel. 2004 when does that moment happen for that transition to for you to then become I want to call you an artist rather than just gospel an artist Mm
1: -hmm. well that was around so as an artist I was introduced to the public in 2005 between Mm. 2005 and 2007 but before that I was always serving in church okay and and praise and worship and whatnot um I'll I'll never forget Darwin Hobbes Darwin Hobbes Was he heard me singing? He had just gotten to the church. He looked at me at the church and says, Who are you? I said, Darlene. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, You need a record deal. Wow. I was like, Okay. (laughs) He says, I'm going to take you to Nashville tomorrow. Tomorrow? Tomorrow. He says, If you have nothing to do, we're going to drive up to Nashville. I want you to meet Ken Pennell at EMI Gospel literally down in the car with darwin we went up there he he says ken you need to sign her and he did (laughs) (laughs) i promise you he did um at that time no one knew my relationship with dallas austin that just called we were just like friends and you know he's he was so big doing the tlc and Mm -hmm. all that stuff and um but even around dallas at that time i was the girl that prays for people
0: Mm. you
1: know I was the girl that comes to the studio they putting up all their weed and
0: all this stuff she's here and I'm just like thank you (laughs) (laughs) the respect the respect that you have
1: I didn't ask you know and sometimes we would have these conversations with with Dallas and then some of the other um influencers that were coming up at that time and Mm -hmm. we just just like family but once we got the deal Dallas was like I got songs for days. Let's go, you know. So I just wrote a bunch. Never wrote a song in my life until Dallas was like, "Here are the tracks. You got to write these." I'm like, "Oh not write a song? What are you talking about? Never wrote a song in my life until that record. And um, yeah, it was just different. Just as wow. I said, other. And um, the way that I was introduced to the public was Same. through. Tyler Perry's uh, Diary of a Mad Black Black Woman Woman soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Dallas was the executive producer. And he was like, you know what? This, I gotta get you on this record. And I'm like, all right, cool. I wrote seven songs for that record. I was just like, now I know how to do it, I'm right. (laughs) 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 Right. I listen, let's go. You know what I mean? And the crazy thing was when they got all of the songs together, they didn't like none of my records. They didn't like any of them. And I was like, okay, well, that's cool. That you win some, you lose some, you get on some, you don't, know, you know, that's all. Yeah. Then they finished the record and they mastered the, the soundtrack. Okay. Mastered. And they were about to deliver the soundtrack. Something happened between Tyler Perry, one of the artists that was on the record, mm. and their management. Tyler Perry paid to get that artist off the record after it was mastered. Dallas said, my girl, Darlene has a song. I'm gonna slip that one right in there. It is not on the movie at all. It's just on the soundtrack. Tyler knew me because we went to church together and knew I was a girl that was singing worship and knew her. I know her, that's Darlene. Yeah, put her on the record. They put me on a platinum record. The record went platinum, and it was a song that I didn't even write. <laughs> it was a song that Dallas heard me singing before, and he was like, "Give me that song that the one I like." I went crazy over. Gave it to him. He put it on the soundtrack, and that and I was platinum before I even made a, my first record.
0: What?
1: Platinum artist before. I released my first record because of that. Wow. (laughs) God does other things with other kinds of people, (laughs) you know, Um, but that was how I was, I was introduced Mm. um, to the public and, and I don't know what happened to me. I got so like the industry is brutal. You know, it can be very brutal. Wow! And then I got so nervous. I was like, ah, just, okay, whatever. I'm still a mom. I'll just do mom stuff. You know, I don't have to chase after this stuff. I'll just, whatever. I'm, I, I'll am i be, I'll stick me where I'm needed. And um, another crazy thing that happened, have you, ver- have you ever heard of Coco Brother? Yeah. Coco Brother was so huge at this particular time. Um, I had to do a concert after the Atlanta Hawks NBA game. They'd never done a gospel artist doing that before. Never. So I did a concert afterward, Dallas. No. But, no. oh my. <laughs> but um, Coke. I the next day I came to interview on Coco Brothers' show and he was expecting someone else to show up, not me. Look at and that. the person that he expected to show up didn't show up. And he was like, "But who are you, though?" I said, "My name is Darlene." <laughs> and he said, "All right, what do you do?" I said, "I'm a singer." Can you sing for real? I was like, "Yeah." He said, "Come on in here. We're gonna do this. Come on, <laughs> get on." And he kept me every Sunday because I would do something called um, freestyle worship, mm. where he would play a hip hop beat, and I would just, because I was so conditioned yeah. to hearing God in a moment. You see what I'm saying? Um, I was already conditioned from the inner city church. Yeah, and I would get on the hip hop beat and just start singing stuff from the heavens, and he was like, "Woo! Good God <laughs> Almighty! What in the world is that? I gotta have it on my show." And that was like it. The it's crazy the way God orchestrated all this to happen. Wow, it is, this the story is crazy. So. It was never where I aspired to do anything. Mm. It was always that God placed me in something.
0: It was it just felt like right time, right moment. You would yeah when people didn't show up or things happened, it just darling was there.
1: Is that crazy? <laughs> like wow. He will open doors that no man can shut.
0: That is so true. What did you um what was one thing that you can take away from that experience though in terms of being signed to emi gospel and you know you you talked about the the music industry being brutal what what experience would you take from that and what advice would you give to yourself with where you're at now looking back
1: i think i probably should have understood where i was in the first understood fully how big my opportunities were Mm. so i got big and embrace embrace my position
0: Mm.
1: and own my own my moment and my mark and Mm. always go with it and don't 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 second guess or question myself um, because I do, you know, I, I'm, I know how to church people. I know how they squall and everything and riff and all of the, I know how to do all of that mm. I just wouldn't, you know, for the sake of being in gospel. I just would not do it. Wow. I felt like I wanted to say what I felt like God was saying to me at the time. Um, so I would say, um, push harder for who you are, and mm. stay there regardless. Um, and then, and you know, embrace, embrace what God has called you to do, mm. and don't. Say
0: it. Wow. don't say it. What advice would you then give to someone who, like yourself, who's been doing praise and worship at their particular church, and they want to make that step into being an artist? What advice would you give to someone trying to do that? Mm, mm, because before mm. before we carry on, it's not for everyone. Everyone can't You're be. You exactly everyone can't be a worship leader and do and be an artist it's, it's it, it it doesn't it's not one and the same no it's not they're two separate things so what advice would you give to someone who's trying be to make that faithful. transition
1: be faithful to what you have right now um because I became an artist mm. not because I was looking to become one but because I was serving God's house mm. um and I wasn't thinking about trying to be discovered I'd, as a matter of fact, Tyler Perry wanted me to go on the road with him because he saw that I had personality and I was silly and then it yeah. could, sing. and he was like, you know, I need to take you on the road with me. You need to get, when he was doing the plays and stuff,
0: yeah, 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 I, you know, I
1: was a mother with two kids and I was pregnant with my, my, my youngest. And I was like, I just can't do that. Um, I'm faithful to my, my position as a mother,
0: mm.
1: you know? Um, I'm not chasing. I I don't chase money. I don't chase opportunities. And I, that, that's what makes me other Mm. with a platform. And I'm probably the worst celebrity because I'm not going to chase anything. (laughs) I'm just going to be, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to inquire with God on what I should be doing at this time. And that's what I'm going to do. Someone like that, you have to understand what God's assignment is for you.
0: That's so true.
1: If God has given you a piece with your assignment, with serving your church, do it with everything in you mm. serve with everything in you expect nothing back. Give it, give your offer, your gifts, expect nothing in return
0: mm. and just
1: go with where God, I would just say, align your spirit with to be so sensitive with God that you know where to go and when to go mm-hmm. where to stay and when to stay when to say yes and when to say no because at the same time you know you may want a, a record deal but you may be good enough to have one mm-hmm. you may be great enough to 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 some to have a lane and someone come to you but what if God wants you to stay here and not go there you got to be sensitive enough to know that this is where God is leading me. Mm. Not leading me to do that. You gotta let Christ be Lord. That's it. You will not lose. You will not lose. That's all. We have so many, we have so many seminars and, and conferences that'll tell you how to be great, you know, tell you how to do all kinds of things. And that's not that's not bad, you know, but just don't get it confused with what God is leading you into. Mm. Don't get that confused. Because maybe you can use those tools and, and the things that you learn when God opens the door. But mm. just allow the Lord to order your steps. Be aware, be be present in the moment that you're in and know exactly why you're
0: in it. Mm, that's so good, darling. That is so good. Seriously. Um, I want to pivot because stay along the same lines you talked about, you know, being on the freestyle freestyle sundays freestyle worship with coco brother um was that your first kind of radio kind of transition into that kind of yes so yeah does does that push you to want to do something like that or does that just get your voice heard a little bit more
1: well i was well here's the thing coco brother was the gospel guy on the hip-hop radio station Mm -hmm. he wasn't on the gospel radio station so people started hearing of me when i was with coco brother yeah um and you know that coupled along with you know on the Tyler Perry soundtrack and you know that kind of thing, that's how people started hearing of me. So then, you know, when my record came out, mm. it's like, oh, we kind of know this chick, you know, she's all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then you know, it go into radio. So I'm um, I don't know, I just I, I feel like I'm always gonna do music. Mm. Um, I started my own label uh, a couple, years, old, uh, a couple years back, my son is on our label, it's a family mm. label. So I don't have to wait for somebody to push me to hurry and get a record out. I can yes. just put something out and just, you know, we actually, the whole industry has changed in such a way that we can condition our audiences to yes. what we're doing now. So you know, it's kind of in the hands of the people that that support you. So I like it that way because I love, you know, I, I never did it for fame or for money. I just did it because I just wanted to, <laughs> you know, wanted to do something great, yeah, 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 you know, I'm actually still moving into other things when it comes to music. I'm going into, um, I'm gonna, I'm doing a house record. I sure am <laughs> doing a house record that I play is played in clubs all across the world with an inspirational message that speaks to people mm. that makes them feel like, I just feel like God is love and he's light. And I don't want to talk about anything, but uplifting yes. things, powering things to souls. I want to speak to souls now mm. in the clubs, wherever they play it. Cause you know, I like, to, I I'm one of those. I like, to, I can't dance, can't dance. But I like
0: to dance. Hold on, no, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Because the maths there don't make sense. So, so you, you you can't you can't dance, but you like to dance. I Like to dance. So when you say you can't dance, where are we where are we putting that on a, on a scale?
1: Okay, let me just tell you, dancers they not only know the rhythm but they know their moves. Yeah. I have no moves. I just, I got rhythm, but then I might trip over my feet. Uh, and I, but for me, dancing is me being free and having fun. Yeah. Other people dance because they are skilled. And do it. so to me, I have attitude. And all that good stuff. <laughs> like, you I, love, I love it. I love dancing. And I got the attitude that I can be off. And I don't care. <laughs> I'm having like, a great time. I'm having a good time. I'm like, yeah. You
0: know? Get it. <laughs> I
1: love it. I, I mean, you know, I think dancing is a beautiful part of life, you know, for people that can do it. <laughs> I really wish that. I wish I were better. But, um, you know, we'll see. I, I, let me just get a mic. Give me the microphone.
0: But it's always time to learn, you know, dance. You, you can learn. <sighs> Look at me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have a, my son, my son's fiance is a, a professional dancer
0: okay and she
1: is dope so i asked her i was like hey do you think you could teach me a routine she always laughs, she's oh. Like, oh, <laughs> i thought she's like i'm gonna try god lord that did she goes <laughs> uh, i i can't catch on to it fast i can't okay. it's like she'll tell me okay now pivot over here and i'm like oh god i'm gonna fall that's too much let me just <laughs> Just stay there. Let me just be here. I'm excited. Yeah, it's like I
0: get excited about it. I love that. I absolutely do. Oh, gosh. I could just imagine. Um, so you've been practicing wedding dances and all these kind of things. Is that, is that, is...
1: Oh, you've got to hear this part. Yes. Here's the deal. Like, oh, this is exciting. So I, Fonz and I, my fiance. Yeah. We have decided we're going to have 40 bridesmaids. What? And 40 groomsmen, okay, at our reception. Because the wedding is going to be very, very small.
0: Yeah.
1: Not even they can come to the wedding. Like, (laughs) it's very small. So the reception is going to be the main attraction. Yeah. But we're going to be an African guard. Mm. And my 40 bridesmaids are going to do a dance routine. Groomsmen will do a dance routine. And then, see? Fonds can dance. I can. So yes. So we're gonna, I'm gonna waltz. <laughs> we're gonna, I have a song that my nephew, I have a nephew that is blowing up. Mm. And and the chill R and B pops yeah, yeah. out. Um, he has a song and it it he had no idea that the song was speaking to our story.
0: Mm.
1: And he wrote it and I was like, that's gonna be our our song when we come into the reception. So we're we're gonna find somebody to teach us a nice little waltz and step back. And I am going to practice hard because I I want it to do well. I love Fonz because he's so patient with me. He'll just sit there and go, try it again. (laughs)
0: Uh, just listen Don't turn
1: this way, turn that way. No oh my god, don't step on my foot
0: <laughs> <laughs> my like, <okay>, God. <laughs> oh gosh. One of the things I do want to speak to you about is how do you balance all of these things because you're not just an artist, you're not just a radio host, you're a mother, your mentor, your you know yeah. your grandmother, your soon-to- be wife. How do you? balance work-life balance all these Mm -hmm. things or do you not have a work-life balance at the moment
1: well um it's a little bit of both okay it's it's a little bit of both I um I know that all of that is who I actually am Mm. so if I know that that's who I am I am always that yes so that means there are times you have to you know I don't have to be all of that at the same time but Mm. if you know, say if I'm, you say, okay, you're a mother and you're a songwriter. If I'm writing a song and my child calls, I'll call you back. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm doing something. Not really, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> so my kids are, because they're all grown now and I got yeah. grandkids, but I, I actually know how to have boundaries. Mm. I know how to, to set the stage and say, hey, listen, I know this is what you need from me, but I can't give it to you right now because I'm in the middle of something. Mm. Um, and if I can't do it, then I'm sure that God has something else in, in mind for you to get that done. Mm. I don't feel guilty of the things that I can't deliver on. Yes. I don't feel guilty because I, what I do is I trust that in, in this moment, this is what I have and I can't get distracted mm. from this to go do that. Um, so I try to get this done in the, in the season and then go to the next season. Like for instance, um, I know what I'm going to be doing for the next three years already. So I have it scheduled in my mind. Mm -hmm. All right. These are the months that I go do my recording. Mm -hmm. I have to take this month to write because I'm going to, it's everything is Mm pre-calculated, but I have to sit back and put it all together. It's almost like Write the vision, make it plain.
0: Yes, that's it. You know what I mean?
1: So that when others can see it, now this is what we miss so that when others see it, they can run with it. Mm.
0: <laughs> that's it. That's
1: when, you, that's when you have a team, you have a staff, you have mm. people that understand your vision, mm. and you understand that you don't have to be the one that's doing all the running and doing all the work. They can run with it, yeah. but you gotta make it plain. Um, But a lot of us miss, well, we'll go straight to that second verse, write the vision, make it plain, but we forget the first verse Mm -hmm. where he, he set himself up on a rampart to see what the Lord was saying to him, you know, and see where he could be corrected. Mm -hmm. If, you know, he, he was doing something that God didn't say. Yep. We have to have time to sit with God be quiet, be still, and say, what is it that you want me to do right now?
0: Mm, that's it, that's it. And
1: once you get that vision, write it. Make it plain, stick with it. And then when the others see it, they're gonna run with it. Go back and sit down again on that rampart. Mm. All right, God, is that good? Am I
0: straight? Is that gonna,
1: okay, is that good? Okay,
0: now what else you want me to do? That's it. That is literally the amount of times, me personally, I'll sit down and say, Whew. okay god talk to me what's what's going on what do you want me to do let me know and you just have to sit in that for a little for a little bit to really fully understand what god is actually saying and sometimes it don't come that 400 percent in that first moment absolutely you, you might get 50 percent, and you might just have to run with that 50 percent, and then you'll get to, to work. Work.
1: you can't handle 100 talk to them You cannot handle hundred percent of what God is saying because then why do you need faith at that point?
0: Mm.
1: Why does He need to condition you? Why do you need to wait? Why why does why does patience have to work on you? See, it all works. You know what I'm saying? Together, you know, we if He showed us everything, then we could calculate everything and then go ahead and get it done and be like, all right, next, now what? Mm. No, because He's always He's growing us up. He is conditioning us and maturing us through each one of the processes.
0: Yes and there was a part there's a part where with god you have to learn through that process for you to be ready for the result so if you god will show you the result and say i I see you going here Mm -hmm. but you have to go through certain things that he didn't tell you that was going to happen but you need to learn how to move
1: if he would have told you you can always figure out a way to dodge that
0: Mm -hmm. and that's it and and god talks about all things working together for our good. And that's the thing. Even things- the
1: betrayals. <laughs> Even the betrayals work together for your good. Even when people have, have lied to you.
0: Mm.
1: It's supposed to happen. When we start seeing stuff and not being so offended by the things that happen.
0: Oh, gosh. See
1: that it was supposed to happen that way. I had to learn something about me being anxious. I had to learn something about me not vetting out people. I needed to learn a lesson. You know mm. what I mean? And so this is when we start to really enjoy our life journey. Mm. We can really enjoy it when we stop connecting ourselves to the outcomes and mm. we're so sold out on what we want to happen that we are, we even tell God when we want it to happen. <laughs> I need you to hurry up because I'm trying to get this to happen.
0: All right, I got two weeks. I got two weeks. I need you to do this in two weeks. Yeah, because like, what is two weeks? I'm eternal. <laughs> <laughs> You're the
1: only one in time. <laughs> and I'm the one told you what it was. Fifty percent of it. <laughs> Good luck with your little two weeks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh gosh. Oh, I love this conversation. I really do. Um,
1: it's like, it's like, you know, God, I want you to do it in two weeks. He's like, oh, you mean two weeks? That's like, what? Five months before the multi-millionaire is showing up in your life? Chill out.
0: <laughs> Darling, <laughs> I watched you on, on one of your IG lives. Mm-hmm. And this is what really, I said, what? Because you don't know, for example, when I see a lot of interviews done with, especially with people who are in music, um, there's there's very few of them which are different. A lot of them are uh, repetitive. So when's the single coming out? When's the album coming out? Oh my gosh, so how's your husband? How's your boyfriend? Da, 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 da. Okay, so what were you thinking when you wrote this song? What were you thinking when you wrote the album? Hmm, interesting. When, so what's the what's the plan? Are you going on tour? Da, da, da. And it's very quite repetitive in terms of how they ask questions and they very much focus on the music career of a person rather than the person within the music career. So when I watched your IG live, I was just scrolling through Instagram and the part that I came in on was, yeah, so my fiance was an atheist. I said, hold on, wait. I said, how did I come in on this moment? And the thing is, I don't normally watch Instagram lives like that. But when I I heard that, I said, okay, I need to hear more of this story. So I carried on listening, and I carried on listening. And I said, wow, your fiancé, fans was an atheist whilst you two were dating. How, 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 how does that work? First of all, how do you guys meet? How do you guys meet? Yes. And then how does oh. that even come up in conversation?
1: When I tell you, this is a story. This is a story. Um, and then after all we have just talked about, it makes you like, so God, I see why you would put something like that in her life. Yeah. Because you see what I mean? Yeah. Um, we, we met in, um, in 2012. Mm. And I, was, I had been married for 16 years. And I got divorced in twenty eleven. So he came. I I was in a, a te- I was on a television show. Yeah. And I had a premiere party at my house, and I had mm. some friends, with her and one of my friends invited Fons to come over, you know, to see the premiere party, and you know, cause we were all hanging out. Mm. So you know, everybody asked me that. I'm like, he just showed up on my doorstep. I'm not lying. <laughs> but he came over and um you know i opened it and i was like whoa <laughs> what in the world hi who are you <laughs> so, <laughs> so he was just like yeah i'm i'm here you know my um our friend you know invited me to i said well come on in <laughs> <laughs> yes <Yeah>. so <laughs> that man but then you know because i was a wife for so long mm. i couldn't even look at him as i was just all i could do is admire him at that time yeah, okay. yeah yeah you know it's like oh nice he's over whatever we start playing cards and stuff and i'm like oh he could play spades <laughs> never need a spades part and i'm like so where do you live <laughs> thing right around the corner from me crazy so I was like, oh, I'll throw space parties. You can come over, blah, blah. <laughs> You try to set this up. <laughs> right. but my reality was not gonna match with somebody in my life at that time because I was freshly divorced. I was mm. going to counseling, you know what I mean? My, yeah. my yeah. middle son had gone off to college. Mm. He was way in Boston. My daughter had moved out. It was nobody there but me and my youngest son. Mm. I promise you, I was so all over the place. I didn't know what to do in my life. Mm. So he asked me on a date and like, we like, he is the first man that took me on a date after my divorce. Now I'm a fast forward because that's a lot in that. There's a whole lot in that, but mm. we just developed a friendship Yeah, and we have been friends for five years. You know, I'll mm. throw something, I'm like, oh, my God, invite funds. Yeah, Come yeah. on. Then we got so many mutual friends. You know, some of my friends would invite me to things that he was going to be. And I'm like, hi, Fonz. Yeah, it's so good to see you. Yeah, you know, mm. that kind of thing. Um, and, but he's always been a man of integrity, mm. always been a man of character, never tried to do anything, you know mm. what I'm saying? Outside of the boundaries of our friendship.
0: Yeah.
1: I respected him like that. So, um one time you know sometimes you know girls we we have these guys that'll just text us little stuff sometimes mm. it's like hey what are you doing and be like I'm ah, fine whatever you know I'm on with my life doing other things and you know sometimes he would text me and I'm like oh that's fun So I'm good how are you you know <laughs> but um you know some we would play Russell that was yeah. this like a little we would play like I moved into this little apartment he knew and we would just get up and three o'clock in the morning and it go, Bree! I'm like, come on, let's play fun. Let me see if I can beat him tonight. <laughs> Playing all these games and stuff, but was never dating. We never dated. We were just friends, mm. you know? And I actually thought, cause he has so many female friends. I was like, he's probably a player anyway.
0: He <laughs> <laughs> just put that title on him. <laughs> he, just, he just tried to be
1: nice around me cause he know I love God. <laughs> Ain't nobody fighting him. But, but, mother's day 2017 yeah he said he would always send me something for my birthday happy birthday queen happy mm. mother's day, queen this 2017 he says happy mother's day queen i love you
0: whoa
1: i was like what is going on with Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> you love me
0: and it wasn't l u v it was l o v e oh it was the fool i was like because you, you can get away with the L-U-V. You can get away right. with that.
1: You can get away with that. Yeah. But it was the I was like, why did they say that? It was, so it was like a little check. You know what I mean? Mm. My grandson came in the world February that year. He went and had my grandson a nice little shirt made. And show, told me, hey, I got something for your grandson. And I was just like, and I went to pick it up and I was looking at him like, okay. What's <laughs> going on with this guy? You know? Memorial Day came. I'm at a jazz festival. I thought I saw him there. I saw this big guy with dreads and I text him and I'm like, What are you doing out here at the jazz festival? I didn't think you liked stuff like this. And he's like, I'm not there, but I could be there. I'm like,
0: <laughs> Let's
1: hang out. I was a little off free that weekend. Yeah. Let's hang out. We hung out that weekend and we've been hanging out every week since, every single day. Not one day goes by That was since Memorial Day weekend, 2017. Wow! But wow. I never saw, and we never had, I mean, we haven't had like in-depth conversations mm-hmm. about God. I know he knew who I was because, you know, of course he did, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, as we started dating, I, I, I would ask him this question, why didn't we date before? And he just didn't answer a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And then he just broke down. He asked me to come over and hang out with him one night after I got off work and we went to this restaurant and he says, I have to tell you, um, I don't believe in God. I was like, uh, God, how would you send me perfect? And then he don't believe me. You know, this ain't gonna work. I ain't about to do this. Well, I was like, well, I guess we'll be friends. That's good. We've been friends for a long time. I'm like, so to me, I was like, you have a problem. What's wrong with you? You And God was like, and as much as you know of me, I know you're not going to turn your back on him. Mm. Introduce me to your friend. (laughs) So we didn't define what the relationship was. Mm. It was becoming what it was. Mm. So you know, we were just we were just enjoying our moment. I didn't want to cancel him out because I knew him already. Mm. I know this guy from since 2012. What I, and I love hanging out with him. We had a connection mm. beyond the belief system. We had a connection, mm. a chemistry, and that we were just discovering about ourselves. Mm. So we would just say, oh, "Okay, well, we'll just hang out." We, then we would get into these talks. And I would get so upset. Really? Because he's in science. He's very smart. He studies ancient history. Mm. He studies the Egyptian hieroglyphs. He studies all of this stuff. So his questions about God are bigger than what I have I've known in church. Mm. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I couldn't answer some of them, but then I tried to explain as much as I could. I tried to I tried to bring the scriptures and he's like okay but who wrote that like oh. like he's like, <laughs> and we were going into these debates and I just get so frustrated I'm like listen <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this but
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: we like it was I mean I literally have I exhausted all of my efforts and. Mm wasn't going to ever go to church with me mm. I tricked him one time mm. I kept going because I knew he was also not going to let me go all the way to Chattanooga Tennessee to a pastor William McDowell uh recording mm. by myself so I asked him to go with me and I'm like maybe the Holy Ghost will just jump on his back and he'll feel God and just go from here <laughs> so <laughs> didn't happen mm. didn't feel nothing as a matter of fact he said it was the most uncomfortable thing he's ever had in his life and I'm like god I give up. This was two years in, I "I give up, I I can't do this, but it wasn't until he met my spiritual mom, Mm -hmm. something about her spirit that drew him, God started drawing him in. Mm -hmm. And I'm not gonna put all the details in it, but long story short, he came with me to a school of the prophets one weekend, Mm -hmm. stayed the whole time, got prophesied to by a prophet from Arizona, They connected Mm. from that day in September, 2019, up until this day, they are still connected every day.
0: (laughs) His life
1: has changed tremendously. And really, I say all of that to say a lot of people will will have questions about God. Mm. A lot of people will say that doesn't fit with what I understand. I don't get it. That doesn't make sense. Mm. That sound like that was me when I was. I've always been that one.
0: I would wow. always keep
1: all of these things. Yeah. I didn't ask these questions, and God is the truth. Okay, He's yep. not hiding. He's not hiding any answers from anybody. If you seek me, you'll find me.
0: Yeah, and I
1: dropped those nuggets as we were in our, our relationship and growing. If you seek God, you'll find Him. But if you don't seek Him, you won't mm.
0: you seek
1: you find him, but if you don't, you won't. That's all, I, you know, I would drop those seats.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So seeking God. He started seeking. He found him. <laughs> and he found him on his level. So a lot of people will label someone atheist or a non-believer and then run away from him. Mm-hmm. When really all it is, is they're a critical thinker that actually can dig deeper into knowing God than you can because you won't ask the questions. Yep. And that's what ended up happening in our relationship. And it was just the most pure walk to God. And for me, it was the most pure breaking Mm. into more of God than I can tell you. Like one would think, oh, God sent him into your life so that you could help bring him to God. No, God sent him into my life so that I could dig deeper into understanding more about God. I'd shut all the doors. I told God, hey, you said, your word said, be not in equally yoked with non-believers. Well, how are you going to send me him?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the Lord said, uh-huh. And the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Mm. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is, I was like, oh, oh, oh God. <laughs> and God is love.
0: And you know why that's interesting as well? Because up until that point, you were a critical thinker. You asked the right questions from from when you were young, whilst you were leading worship, while you were doing your gospel, starting off doing the gospel music, you were always asking these questions. So it's crazy I'm that- complacent. Ah, uh, okay, that's what I was coming to. I was gonna say what was happening for someone who's always been doing that in yourself, Darlene? Anyway, right?
1: I got complacent. I thought I knew enough about God. I Mm -hmm. thought I was, I thought that I had it. You see what I mean? Mm. I thought that all I needed to do was pray, fast, speak. I speak in tongues, fast. (laughs) Do it loud. I worship. I get up at three o'clock in the morning. I prophesy. Are you kidding me? I know who I am. (laughs)
0: Wow. perhaps
1: God was like you ain't digging deeper no more mm. you've gotten complacent I found out so much more about God in this relationship and it has freed me this is when you know when it frees you
0: mm.
1: and you become that much more effective at who you are mm. and that much more effective at the things you do like he and I together had chemistry before But now that we are filled with the Holy Spirit,
0: Mm.
1: it's something different. It is something different with us. Um, We were laughing because I don't know what it is. People see us and they're just like, they just draw, you know, Mm. we were were taking our engagement photos this past weekend and we were just, you know, we were at this place that was a restaurant and these people were coming out and this guy says, we're from the Dominican Republic. Can we take pictures with you guys? We're like, wow. <laughs> and he told his wife, Come here, come here, come here, come here you stand over there. And we, we don't know them from Adam's house cat. So we're like, Excuse me, we're taking our engagement photo shoot. <laughs> 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 Who are you? But they were just drawn. They were like, Thank you so much. And we we're looking like, What is that? You know, we get that a lot where people are just like, It's something about y'all. Mm. They'll see us and they'll, I remember you. I remember you guys. And it's like, we want to be responsible as a couple with those moments, Mm. especially in times like these, Yeah, because we have no idea what God is doing. So we will see, you know, we'll see later. I do know that the Lord showed me before Fonz and I even connected on, on dating. This was like... Probably 2016, God showed me that I was going to get married at 50. Can I tell you, when God showed me that, I think He was trying to stop me from saying, because I kept saying, I ain't never getting married again. I don't care. I'll be single. Honey, I'm going to get my bag. <laughs> I'm going to get the bag. I'm starting this business. I'm going to do this. I'm, I don't care if I don't ever get married again. And, I, and when God said that to me, that I was going to be married at 50, I was like, well, I guess I better stop saying that. Mm. And lo and behold, here I am getting married the day before my 50th birthday.
0: Wow.
1: Isn't that something? His story, guys.
0: He is really telling a story with me. This is amazing. What did you learn about yourself in this whole process since Um, being with Fonz? Since being with Fonz? Yeah. I, I, oh, my God. (laughs) Zella. (laughs) (laughs) Try and narrow it down. What's the one key? I did not know.
1: (laughs) I didn't know how stubborn I am.
0: Oh. And what I
1: mean by that is, God won't do that. I didn't know how much spiritual pride and ego I was walking into. Mm. I was walking in a lot of spiritual ego and pride. I was just kind of, I was kind of condescending, you know what I mean? To people mm-hmm. like, you said, like, what do you mean? I know God, you don't know God, you know, you don't know God, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> wrong with you, you know, but God taught me what, what love really was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I thought I knew, I really thought I knew I love my kids. And love is deeper than that. Love is something else. Love is a decision that you make over and over and over and
0: over and over again. Mm.
1: Love is something that you're committed to. And what I mean by that is, love is patient. That means you're going to do some things that's going to try my patience, but I'm Mm. still going to, you know, and you're going to do some things that make me want to jump off of a roof and just jump on you. (laughs) But, (laughs) But love is kind. Yeah, I realized that I knew that, but I wasn't that until I had to become that I had mm. to keep deciding to be love. Um, even when we would have these debates and conversations and I felt like you're not going to win with me, buddy. You know, God is just like, God, love isn't, it doesn't vaunt itself. Mm. What are you doing? So it taught me how to humble myself mm. in a way to just let God have his way and sit back and close my mouth and stop trying to figure everything out because you don't know what you're doing.
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this with you. You don't know what you're doing. How much are you looking forward to getting married again?
1: I cannot wait. Brother, when I, my my friends around me mm. know me and that have been with me are looking at me like, what (laughs) you're getting married and then they see how excited I am about it Mm. how I can I'm just they're just like one of my friends is like she was just like I was so mad at you for dating him she was so mad at me she's like do you realize who you are you can't be playing games like that with your brand, with your ministry. You dating somebody that, that they're talking about? It. They don't believe in God. Are you crazy? You can't do that. You can already put yourself like she was mad, but that's my best friend. Mm. So she sat there and she saw this entire thing, and she says, "I am speechless at God."
0: Mm.
1: She's like, "I cannot wait to your wedding." I'm like, "It's it's like." I just want God to 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 do His wedding the way He wants it <laughs> because He did this for real. Mm. This was re- and He wasn't even in a position where He was looking for somebody in His life like that. He's like, whatever, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm cool. But we when we got together, it was just like we're really not that cool about each other. Mm. <laughs> I like it. I'll never forget. I I when he came over and then he went home, I was like, hey, I didn't know what to say. I was like, I need him to come back over here. <laughs> I want him to come back over here. I had so much fun. I was like, hey, I don't know what you're doing. What can you come back over here? I had so much fun. Come back over here. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure, I'll come back over. And we just, you know, it was just, it was just so real. And it is still to this very day. We're four, almost four years in. Mm. And we're walking our journey to the altar. And it is still like, I don't want you to leave. You know what I'm saying? I want you to stay. It's like that.
0: Wow. And you just got over. Yeah. I don't get tired of him. I don't get tired of him being him. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. And you got just over six months to go before the wedding I got
1: six months hold on I thought I had seven or eight (laughs) yes oh I gotta hurry up
0: (laughs) you're just over six months to the wedding and I know and I just feel like it's going to be such a blessed day such a blessed day seriously
1: I'm I'm excited for the lives Mm. that will change as a result of our story because you know for a long time I didn't even tell anybody I was dating somebody I, I, for years, like I didn't tell my mom till maybe like two years down that I was dating, cause I didn't know what was gonna happen. Mm. I didn't know if this was temporary until, mm. you know what I mean. I didn't know it was forever. And then, you know, it wasn't until I could see I can't be without him, and he felt the same way. He's totally the same way. Like you, uh, uh-uh, you can't go nowhere else. <laughs> you gotta know, right here, right <laughs> here. You know, I didn't, I did not know that I could feel that at especially at my age and especially because I've been divorced. Cause in my in my brain. Mm.
0: You
1: know, my brain, I was like, I've already been married. Tried that. Didn't work. Mm.
0: Tried it hard.
1: I tried it for 16 years. Didn't work. So I'm not doing that again. That's where I was.
0: Wow. And and, and it's not the same. It's it was...
1: not the same. It makes me feel like I actually wasn't married
0: <laughs> before.
1: <laughs> I know I did the whole you know, we had paperwork and stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I don't think I was married before.
0: Because the feeling's I, different.
1: It is totally, totally different. This is, I've never seen, I've never seen anything like this before. I'm like, and he likes to keep holding my hand. I oh. love it. <laughs> we hold hands all the time, I love it. I love it, it's just, I wish this for everybody. I really do. Yeah. All right, you know, I really wish a pure love like that for
0: everybody. So, in all that you do, how important is your foundation around you? you your your family, friends, your friends. How important is that foundation? Because you, you you are a busy woman. You you do a lot of stuff. How important is a solid foundation?
1: Has to you? I have to have a solid foundation, and and I I really think that I wear my family out. I do. I think they need a vacation for me. I, and I, and if they do, I understand. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm always reiterating what God is doing. I'm always reiterating it. You know, I feel, I'm going to move in this direction. Blah, 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 blah. And they are always supportive. Mm. Even if it's just, mom, that's a great idea. Even if it's just that. Yeah. Just because of being a type of person that is different. Mm. As long as they got me, I'm good. Mm. I'm solid. You know what I mean? That these these are my foundation. You know, when you you think about that, you think about going to, you're going up some stairs and you go to say like a deck in the back. Yeah. All right. You know, if your foundation is secure and you trip up and fall, you know that that foundation that whole deck is not gonna fall just because. Mm-hmm. You. you know what I'm saying? People fall on. Decks. Mm. <laughs> so, if you have a firm foundation, you're you're confident even when you fall. You know that I can get back up and do it again.
0: That's so good. Yeah, that's so good. My that's last good. Cre- my last question to you: What advice would you give to yourself with where you're at in life now?
1: I would say chill out, <laughs> relax, and stop having. St- do not allow anxiety. Mm. do not allow depression mm. do not allow um lack mm. and doubt to have any place in my decisions mm. don't let any of that have any place in my decisions let my decisions be pure let them be real and let them be in love
0: I of that i love yeah. that miss darlene mccoy soon to be married thank you very much i really appreciate you appreciate, appreciate your time
1: it. and very soon i'll be darlene jackson i'm not gonna have me i'm gonna i'm doing a cold turkey just, just ch- darlene ch- jackson ch- ch- i'm not <laughs> even gonna ask mccoy anymore they're gonna be like darlene mccoy who <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you very much, Darlene, H- soon H- to be Jackson. H- and this has been Conversation with H with the amazing Darlene, soon to be Jackson. Thank you guys for tuning in and there'll be much more coming for you. Very soon.